Hello there. Hello there. Welcome back to the sky, guys. It took a little bit of a break. We are back now. We have some big news to cover here. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. The guy who runs the narration, Pete Consor, he's on vacation. He's going to be out for the next podcast as well. With me here today, though, is the leader of our rebellion, Nick Freyetta is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. Very excited for this. Um, as you all know, this is my top show or top project on my list, and I can't wait. Yeah, there is some big news surrounding Andor. It came out last week. We are catching up on it here. We, we said on the last box, we're do Lego Star Wars. Do not worry that it's coming in your feeds next week. But, Nick, with the news, you feel like this took more precedence of the Lego Star Wars. I'm sorry. Well, what about the Lego Star Wars? It's good. Be- this, this news took over the Lego Star Wars? Yeah, it bumped Lego Star Wars back a week. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like it can wait. I don't think I don't. I, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong in comments on YouTube or reaching out via the Instagram DMs. But if anyone was upset that they didn't get the Lego episode soon enough, please let us know, and we'll, we'll, we will reassess our priorities. Yeah, we will try reassess our priorities. But we feel like the live action stuff should take precedence here. And if you want to hear all of our coverage of that stuff on the podcast, you'll subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects. Simply search for The Sky Guys on your favorite podcast platform. We follow episodes there. And if Pete was here, Nick, he would say, what are you guys doing? Make sure you're subscribed. You got to check this out. Yeah, you would say, what are you doing? If you're not subscribed yet, what are you doing? That's what Pete would always say. He's not here, so I said it. And um, you could also subscribe, besides the podcast, to the Instagram, which is at Sky Guys Podcast. And once the off-season comes to an end, that'll be... Uh, great source of news and memes and you can even see some of our episode clips in there absolutely here and i also will point out you can check out the youtube page mike phillips on youtube video versions of the podcast will be on there i'll have some graphics in there it's not like props i don't have any andor props yet nick i'm gonna work on that uh, we'll get there we'll absolutely get there and we will start here with the news it's basically a news podcast here so there's the big news of the week nick we have a little bit of delay for andor uh yeah so the news we got was a delay we got that in the middle of the trailer i guess that's the first time anyone had heard of it originally was supposed to debut on wednesday august 31st and we are now getting it on wednesday september 21st and we're getting a three episode premiere now this i'm not gonna lie to you mike this has gotten me extremely worried uh in what respect for two reasons Reason number one, I think that this show was delayed because they want to put multiple episodes out at the same time because they do not feel strongly enough about the first or the first two episodes and feel they need three to grasp an audience to get in sucked into the show. That scares me. We don't know, obviously. We'll find out when we see the episode. It could That could, that could easily be false, but I'm afraid that that's the case. And the second reason I am terrified is... Star Wars seems to be running away from other shows. She-Hulk is debuting when, like, right around then, a week before that, maybe? It's debuting August 18th. August 18th. So, now, it was originally, I I believe, it's supposed to be the 17th, and they actually changed it, and now it's going to be Thursday releases, so that's good that they're not going to have Star Wars and Marvel stuff releasing on the same day, which I also think is good, because it might help with Bad Batch if they can do that between stuff Star Wars, but... 
not that they've been running away from their own thing like She-Hulk, but I think they're running away from the Game of Thrones show, and I think they're running away from the Lord of the Rings show. And I just remember a time when other franchises would run away from Star Wars. And now it seems like Star Wars is the franchise that is doing the running, and that's not good. Yeah, let's address, I'll address both those points here first. Number one, the three-episode premiere thing, I think it's interesting because we were really supposed to get two episodes on the 31st, so they pushed it back through and an extra episode onto it, so... I assume it's probably just that they need to get more special effects work done and they're not they're behind where they wanted to be. So that one's not concerning about. The second point, though, I think is fascinating you brought up here because this is something that we saw when they bumped Obi-Wan back two days, went head-to-head to Stranger Things and got slaughtered in the in the streaming ratings. So you wonder, maybe, if they saw that and said, eh, this is not as good a show, as hyped a show as Obi-Wan is. Maybe we should be more strategic when we launch it. I think that's true, and I think it's just sad. And it's not their fault. I mean, it is their fault, but it's not. I don't blame. I do blame them, but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, Andor is not going to compare to a Lord of the Rings show or a Game of Thrones show. Now, I don't know how many people are still on board with Game of Thrones. I know you did not watch Mike, but the show basically went season one. Let me get that camera. Season one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It just kept getting worse as the show went on. So by the end, people were probably not on board with the show anymore. Or a lot of people, especially with the last season being a dumpster fire. But I still believe that they're running away from these shows, and that's really just not Star Wars. It's like, what happened? Remember, like, 2004, 2002, 2005, 2015, like, when the movies were coming out? Nothing would dare release the same time as Star Wars. And then they tried miraculously one of the dumbest things I've ever seen going head to head with Infinity War. I know it was a month after Infinity War's release with Solo, and that failed miserably. And then they just, I don't know. And now they're just running away from everybody because it's like no one's going to watch their stuff anymore. I would love to see, like, is Star Wars even popular anymore? <laughs> I mean, I think The Mandalorian is popular. Yeah. I don't know if Star Wars in general is. I'm curious. How, how popular this... is The Mandalorian? Is The Mandalorian a show that if it was running head-to-head with Stranger Things, would it come close? I think it would. So it's good? Yes. Okay. Other than that, though, I don't think any anything they have could even compete. Now, this one, I mean, you and I, and I think the hardcore fans are intrigued by this, but I don't. I think they're worried about the casual fan who's going to have not only... This stuff going on, you're coming up on the end of summer at that point, Labor Day weekend's coming up, maybe the Warriors are get lost in the shuffle there a little bit. Maybe, and yeah, I mean, see, that that's the issue, because you're probably right, but Amazon's not worried about that with their, their, with their Lord of the Rings show. Game of Thrones, HBO's not worried about that. I know, I know the, the uh, House of the Dragon is dropping August 21st. When is the Lord of the Rings show releasing? Um, let me, I know it's like that same day. Let me look. I mean, that same week, uh, September 2nd. Yeah. So this would be, this would have been right after, like right before the episode three of Andor originally was going to drop. September 2nd. Well, I don't know what day of the week that is. That, Saturday, isn't it? That's a Saturday. Oh, that's Friday, a, that's Friday, a, that's Friday. A, that's, a, Friday. A, that's a Friday. It'd be a, it'd probably weekly fries, I would guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I actually never watched the show on Amazon before. Oh, like know. a prime video, prime video show, like as they released it, I, they're not a, are they a season release show or are they? It, uh, it depends on the show. I feel like I, know I don't, I don't think this show is. I think this show is, is episodic, like weekly episodic. Yeah. Cause I know like they have that show, like the 
spin off of like basically a league of their own. They have a show coming up. They're dropping all the episodes. They got August 12th, but they, got- okay. So it depends on the show for them. Um, and house of the dragon is the same way as the ring. I believe it's called the rings of power. Yeah. Where they're releasing 10 episodes in 10 weeks airing from August all the way into the end of October. That's how they're doing the game of Thrones show. That's how they're doing the, the Lord of the Rings show. That's how they do their shows at Disney plus. So in my mind, they ran away from it. They're hoping, oh, these episodes will fall off by their third or fourth episode. And then we'll be the new guy in town. And hopefully people fall in love with us. Yeah, people will probably leave and go watch those um, those finales. But then they'll come back for the end of our show. Yeah, because I know like House of the Dreads, they take you over the Sunday night at 9 marquee HBO slot, which I think Westworld is in right now as of recording. So... They're going to have that real estate for a solid two and a half months. And I think, obviously, that one, War of the Rings, gotten a ton of hype. And or they started to really get the press up. I mean, Diego Lewis is going around doing interviews the last week or so, getting some attention for this show. I know that Tony Giroir, the director, has done some interviews, too. I think, like, they're trying to start building the buzz up here. I do think you're right that they are a little worried about where it's landing on the calendar. I really wish Disney would adopt the HBO model. I think the HBO model is perfect for television. You have that Sunday, whatever night they chose, Sunday at nine o'clock window. Yeah. And you can just watch it. It's on a channel and you can go on the app, HBO Max at 901 and it's there to watch it. And it's just there. So you can watch it live or you can watch it whenever you want. Now, they, technically, you can do that with Star Wars stuff, too, but it comes out at three o'clock in the morning, East, Eastern time, midnight, Western time. It's just not really feasible for people on the East Coast and barely feasible for those on the West Coast who have to get up early. Yeah, I think for sure. I think one thing I would watch with this, I mean, that one I don't understand is like, why can't you just say 8 o'clock on like Wednesday, for example? It goes Wednesday, like 8 p.m. Yeah. Eastern, 5 Pacific, the episode is going live here. So you could have people doing watch parties. You could have like people like watching, like, coming yeah. over, gather together, post like, oh, it's 3 a.m. Now you just got to race in the morning to make sure you get on it before the spoilers come out. Yep, people do them, the watch parties, but they're mostly on the West Coast. Because midnight's not too bad. If it was midnight, I'd stay up and watch it. I'd be a little tired the next day, but whatever, I can do that. I can't stay up till 3 o'clock in the morning to watch something. I'm like, if it's an hour long, it's 4 a.m., I'm going to bed. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, we got lucky with the Obi-Wan premiere when they dropped it at midnight. Right. In Eastern, because they showed it at Comic-Con, at uh, Star, Star Celebration. They said, oh, we'll just give it to the rest of the world after that. Like, otherwise, like, what are you doing? You're not going to, like, if you have an actual job, you're not going to be up at 3 a.m. watching the show. Yeah, and then, you know, this is, for disclaimer for the audience, this is not, the Sky Guys podcast is not our full-time source of income. No. But we do take it very seriously. But that being said, I cannot go to work in the morning and be in the office all day without having seen the new episode. I can't do that because then I cannot talk to people who may have seen it not that anyone at work may have seen it but maybe i can't go on social media i can't do anything until i watch it because it's going to be spoiled for me so i have to get up at like five in the morning 4 30 in the morning i've gotten up once before five to watch because it was i believe a, i was afraid it was going to be a long episode and i had to be in early for an early meeting at the same time and i have to watch this episode before i leave and it's like why can't you just release it at like nine o'clock at night the night before I feel for you on the premiere. That's going to be three of them on Antor. Yeah, that's right. I, I probably have to take a day off. <laughs> I think I do. Yeah. 
because that's because th- that's three episodes. We don't and we don't know yet what the life of these are because like if they are like you have like a forty five to fifty two in there, that's like a very big commitment. If you if you try, I also have a one more concern that these episodes are going to be short. We don't know anything about the length of them. All I know is, if you remember back, I said this a couple of podcasts ago that we knew the total amount of script. Yeah, and if you translate that into minutes, which is just an average, it's not realistic. It the show comes to be, I want to say. The average was like it ends up being between forty and forty-five minutes per episode per uh, average, yeah. which is pretty nice. But they can easily have some twenty-eight, twenty-eights in there. If you have you offset that with an hour episode, you have some twenty-eights in there. Yeah, maybe they're just maybe they're short. Yeah, because I mean, I know with She-Hulk on, on the Marvel side that they're do, basically doing like you know nine thirty-minute episodes. That's really the model they have for that. So you wonder maybe this is longer season. The episode's not going to be as long as like. Maybe a book of Boa Fett is at times or a Mando. Yeah, I just know that the strip calls for it to be about 45 minutes per episode based yeah. on how many total pages they have. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we kind of beaten the uh, whole delay to death. And I think the other thing is we got a brand new trailer with the with the delay. I think it was a very interesting trailer. Absolutely. But real quick before we get into that. Uh, you have written on the notes here, and I just want to touch on it before we move on to the trailer, is that we're going to speculate on whether or not the Bad Batch gets delayed. I don't think it's going to. I think they're going to run. They were going to run concurrently anyway. I don't think they're going to delay it. But I really hope they move it to another day. That'd be great. Imagine having two things of Star Wars per week on different days. Because if it's on the same day, I'm going to watch it, sure. But it's always going to be the, the show I watch second where I'm not paying attention. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's something I think I'm worried about that. I think we have not gotten anything on this show since the first trailer came out at Celebration here. I could easily see them saying, you know, like, oh, we're going to push it back three weeks or push it back a couple months to make sure it doesn't, like, get overrun here. Like, I don't know why they don't just, like you said, go back to, you know, like, oh, this, the live action is on Wednesday, the animation is on Friday, like like they were doing with some of the other stuff. Like, that, yeah, that, that, would, that would be cool. Yeah. I would like that. I would like to see that. I think I, I'm almost certain the delay is coming. But we'll see. We'll see. Probably the next time we were back with Pete, we'll have a better sense of when the show is actually coming. Yeah. But for now, we got that juicy Andor trailer. Yeah, we got a huge trailer here. We got a lot of interesting locations. We got some new stuff with Cassie. And we got to see some stuff that Mon Mothma is up to. What was your big takeaway from the trailer? The biggest takeaway from the trailer is that this is literally exactly what I want in a Star Wars show. Every single thing in the trailer seems like it's exactly what I've been asking for, and I literally cannot wait. I'm so excited about this. I mean, we also got the return in the trailer. We, we heard rumors about this online. Saw Guerrero is back for this show. Yeah, looking good, too. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker back in the suit. We see that he basically talked about forming the rebellion, getting ready for war. We get Mrs. Angry Saw, like we've seen throughout the last couple of appearances he's in. And you also get his guy, his friend. Yeah. I don't know his name. Oh, man. I, I knew his name. He's, he's, so he's, his friend is actually, um, he's in, um, Rogue One, obviously. And then he's also in, it's a little known fact, his name is, uh, Ben Thick. Yeah. Ben Thick is his name. His friend is, he's in Rogue One and he's also in Solo, which I don't know. Yeah. As part of the um the cloud the cloud riders with Enfis Nest, which I really wish they would do more on that. Those those such a great character and a great idea. 
like just the beginning of the rebellion and they just never said anything else about it. But and he's going to be an Andor also. He's in the one shot of the trailer. So that's cool. Yeah, we also get a little bit of uh, young Andor, it looks like, in the trailer. Like, basically, we know the stories to kick off with, like, basically the Empire destroying his planet. And we see a big star yeah. story going over a forest planet. We're assuming that this could be the moment really sets Andor off on his path as a young as a young kid. Yeah, and you can see here that Star Destroyer in the trailer just hovering over the planet. It reminds me so much of Rogue One when they're hovering over Jetta City. Yeah. And, uh, I mean... How many people from Rogue One involved in this were involved in that? I mean, pretty much everyone, right? Yeah, I would assume. But they, it's what they say. Like the, uh, they say the same from the people who brought you Rogue One, right? Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. And we also get like a bit of the Imperial Senate. We see the Senate floor for the first time since Episode Three. And I can't wait for that. You can see on the bottom if you look closely on the floor underneath the middle is. Um, the Imperial logo, which was not there in the um, the prequel movies. But that's my most exciting thing about this is we're going to really get an in-depth look at the Senators. And you get, you get a lot of that with Mon Mothma and some of the other Senators yep. that you get in this trailer where, like, no one really knows who to trust. People know what the other one's up to. They don't know if they're going to – no one's going to spill the beans, but at the same time, they kind of want to – it's a really interesting dynamic. It looks really cool how they're like, uh, it's just like, and they know everyone. It's just, you're going to see the dark side of these rebel of this, um, of the rebels of the Senate and the rebels. That's right. Yeah. Cause I feel like there's a lot of like, Oh, like I, do I know what you know? And they're sort of like, everybody's like, like trying to like size out when they go on the dance floor, when to make their move and who they should dance with. There's a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. And that just honestly, um, I heard this. I heard this in a, a YouTube video when I was looking at the trailer reaction. But if this show had no Cassian in it at all, it was just a show called Mon Mothma, and it was about the it was about the Imperial senators and the forming of the rebellion. I would still love it. Well, like, now, obviously, obviously, I want the Andor stuff also, but that that would be a fantastic show just on that. Match was like Star Wars: Birth of the Rebe- of the Rebellion. Yeah. Be funny here. I also thought it was clever that like we see a couple different Imperial officers. I think one's played by Stellan Skarsgård in the show. Like he's a big get for the show. And like I like they all have the white uniform that we see that uh, Krennic has in Rogue One. Yep. And I, I just found it weird. Did you think it was weird that they were drinking coffee? Oh, you know, long day. You need to, you need to fuel the uh, morning Joe to pick you up. It's just weird because it's 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 one of those things that. It makes sense in real life, but we've never seen that in Star Wars. There's never been coffee in Star Wars before, to my knowledge. Yeah. And it's just strange. Like, even in the original trilogy, no one ever slept. No one ate. There were no houses. Like, where did Han Solo live? Where was Dark? Now we know where Vader's house was. It was on Mustafar, but we didn't know that. I always, I always thought of that as a kid. Yeah. The only time there was ever going to be food, Han Solo started shooting Darth Vader. He made him a nice meal. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a 24 complaint where you say, oh, Jack Bauer doesn't eat, eat sleep or go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's what I used to think as a kid all the time when I would watch. Is like, where do they sleep? Where do they eat? Is this supposed to be over one day? Is that why they're not eating or sleeping? I Which kind of, I actually think it was. Yeah, it, it might have been. And we also do get like a little bit of voiceover from uh, Andor, where, played by Diego Luna. It's like, oh, you know, like, it's so easy to infiltrate Imperial ships. Remember, like, he's a spy, basically, at we pick up with him in Rogue One. He's well deep in his cover at that point here. So we make a little espionage here with him basically kind of like doing dirty work to try and get infiltrate the Empire. 
Well, you, if you think about it, if you're a spy, what does that mean? You're collecting means, information. Well, yes, yes, but I mean, like, if you're if you're a spy, it means you are part of the bad guys in a way. Yes. So Cassian is quote unquote a member of the Empire. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, they all are at this point because there were even the senators who are rebellion who are rebellion senators are even like Mon Mothma is a part of the Empire, which is just interesting because you're going to see Cassian. You know, you have to you have to get to earn their trust, so you got to be part of them in order to spy on them. Yeah, I also point out here that people we're gonna definitely in a couple of weeks we're going to rewatch Rogue One and so because that's gonna be the one Andor cut. That's the only thing he's in. People a lot of points out here. People forget here. This is not like the most like blue collar like up and up guy here. I mean, when we first see him in Rogue One, he's killing his own informants to basically maintain his cover. Yep, absolutely. It's one of those people who will do anything for the job. For for the job for the for the for the failure for you will for the demise of the empire he says he says in the movie Rogue One I believe Jin he says I've been in this fight since I was six years old meaning he's hated the and in the movie I'm led to believe he's at least twenty five no more than thirty I would say he's in his late twenties so that's at least twenty to twenty five years of him fighting the empire so that's you know very interesting things because we're going to be see right, so here we go he's born in He's 26 in Rogue One, so I was correct in my assumption, higher than 25, less than 30. So t- first 20 years, he's fighting the Empire. So that is awesome. Yeah. But and I'm assuming that's what we get. We see the formation of that moment when he's a kid, sees his planet blown up. We see, we do see some clone troopers in live action in, in that shot. In that that's what I was going to say, is if you think about it. <sighs> so this is, this might be confusing to some. Mike, you'll understand this easily. And the think about what's wrong with this picture. In the year zero BBY, he's twenty six years old. He says, "I've been fighting the Empire for twenty years." What's yeah. wrong with that picture? It's only nineteen years. It's only been nineteen years, meaning he was fighting the Republic, meaning he was a separatist. Could which he, is why you see the clone troopers. Yeah, it's something they they clarify in the show. But I don't. I don't think it's a whole. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I think it shows that he's just not against. He's not just against the empire. He was also against the republic. Yes. And who's to say that just because you were against the republic in the prequel era means you're a bad guy now? That's a fair point. That doesn't mean that you could be against the republic and the empire. Yeah, I also remember when the news said that Mon Moff is going to be in this show too. I'm like, okay, like she's around. She's a character that we've seen a couple of different things. She's in Rebels a little bit. She's famously episode six. She's a little bit episode three. Not saying much, but. Here we actually can see her doing some work. I did think she had a fun line in the trailer. Where, okay, let's talk to another senator. And and they were talking about, oh, like, have you heard what's going on with so-and-so? And she's like, that's fine. If they're worried about them, they're not going to see what I'm doing. I thought that was very clever. Yep, and that's what I'm most excited about in the show is how you're going to see, like, the Empire and these people turning against each other and people turning on the Empire and and seeing how the Empire reacts to that. We've kind of heard about that. Well, you can't speak against the Empire. You get in trouble. We've never really seen that much except for the stormtroopers beating up random citizens. What about the senators who turn on the, who turn on the Empire? How are they handled? How are their planets handled? The Emperor le- leads with fear. Show us that. Why are people afraid of it? Yeah, I mean, Rebels does this a little bit, too, when you get to that show. But we're, this is before Rebels. Yeah. They do. Yeah. This is way before that. This is what, at Rebels period, it's like, I can't believe the Senate is still around. Yeah. Well, Rebel- at, this peri- at this period, it's, I think the Senate still has some d- a decent amount of power. Yeah. 
Well, at this point, I think also it's Rebels is five years before uh, before the for uh, New Hope, which is the exact same time as this show. So this is running concurrently with, with the Rebels timeline. And that's true. Yeah, so like that is true. I know. To be fair, I think this first season covers only the first year, so five to four. And at that point, the Rebels characters basically doing their thing on the fall, not really doing too much otherwise. So I think you're not getting a major crossover with them until the second until the second season. Yeah, maybe maybe the finale. That's about it. Just to leave people. Oh my God, look, it was Kanan in live action. You know, maybe probably not. But um, I mean, Freddy Prince Jr. isn't doing too much. You can get him. You think they would get him in live action to, to play Kanan? I mean, he is Kanan's voice. I know, but you think, uh, you know, they've they've done that, you know, many times before where they've not gotten the voice actor. I know they did with Bo-Katan, but they did not with, for example, Ahsoka. Well, I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. is a big name. Ashley Eckstein was not. But do you think they would get, like, like who plays Hera's voice? Do you think they would get her? No, I think, like, if it's a well-known actor, I think they will bring the actor in. If it's not, I think they will recast. I actually think... Well, I, I not I don't disagree with you, but I actually think I would love to see them get the the person who plays Hera because it doesn't really matter what she looks like because she's going to be destroyed with makeup anyway. I mean, the rumor flowing around there right now is that Mary that's who Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing in the Soka. That's the rumor. That's an interesting rumor. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll probably get more on that. I'm, I'm also curious. We can also keep an eye out because I'm sure with D23 coming up in early September, I'm sure we'll get some more news on Andor there as well as with some of the other properties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else in the trailer that really got your attention? Um, in the trailer, uh, saw you mentioned Saw. No, just uh, <laughs> can't wait. Also, one of the piece of news I want to point out, this has also been the story, I feel like it's also making around besides the trailer and the delay, is that there have been a lot of stuff from Tony Gilmore talking about how, like, oh, we are not we didn't use the volume on this show, we actually went on location, people were unfamiliar. The volume is that big, like, circular screen that they were basically transplanting backgrounds onto that Mandalorian, they invented for the Mandalorian ILM, they used it for Boba Fett, they used it for Obi-Wan. This show did not use that technology. They said they went on location they built sets. They did a lot of practical effects and stuff like that. So this is more of a traditional show than what some of the recent Star Wars prize have been. So I have a question for you. How do you feel about that? I like that. I feel like this show, with all the places it's going to, I feel like it's limited by what you can do with the volume. I feel like being out on locations and going to these different places, I think, does make a lot more sense. I think so, too. But I'll be honest with you. I didn't even know what volume was until I heard this. So in my mind, it's like, oh. I didn't even know, so it makes no difference to me. If anything, it'll make it more like the prequels. I know the pre- people don't know this, but the prequels had more practical effects than any trilogy. So it would be more like the prequels, which would be a good thing for me. Yeah, two uh, pieces of Disney Plus material I recommend people who are curious about this stuff is number one, the Disney Plus gal, the Disney Gallery on the Mandalorian the season one, where they talk about the volume, where they they spent, I think they spent a whole episode talking about like how they was created, how they put effects on it. That's very interesting. And number two is the documentary, docuseries Light and Magic about ILM. The, That's the new one. The new one, the special effects house. Like, they do get into the effects of all the Star Wars movies, some other stuff they worked on, like Jurassic Park and Terminator. Like, they get into some of that stuff there, too. So this is, I think, the last episode in particular focused a lot on the prequels and the uh, volume stuff. It's uh, It's exciting. It's exciting because you're right. It does lead. Um, 
gives a different some more. Yeah, it gives you it gives us some more um, realism. It gives more 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 opportunity. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because I feel like there's a point where like some of, all these volume shows like sort of look the same in some aspects, terms of the effects and whatnot. Because I mean, especially like on Bobo, you're on Tatooine for the whole time. Like it's all starting to look the same, and there's a little a little bit of that with uh, Obi Wan as well. I feel like being able to act actually be on these locations is a lot different than just project them on like a, a 360 degree screens and building yeah, a set in the middle. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are points where it's great. I mean, I showed like a spot in the ILM documentary where they had a set bill for Mando where it, the thing looks so good where they were inside a factory or something like that. And the execs walked in and said, I didn't know you were building a set. And they shut the screens off. It was really just a desk and like a couple of, a couple of crates. So it is exciting. It just opens up opportunity, and that's that's really what it comes down to. It does what it comes down to. I think we did good. Get you a little update here. We'll keep an eye on more Andor news. I'm, I don't think we're expecting any further delays in this show. I feel like we're going to get it on the 21st. The lingering question is still, what happens to Bad Badge? Do they leave it one week later, or they push it back a little bit, try and give themselves another launch? What I want is, and what's getting on my nerves, is because this is the show that I have the highest hopes for, and I'll explain why. Oh, Mando, I didn't have the highest hopes for when it came because I didn't know anything about it. You know what I mean? Yep. So I, my, I, I wasn't negative on the show by any means. I love the show, but I, I didn't, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Boba Fett and Obi Wan were both movies that were rehashed into shows, so you know that kind of puts a damper on it. This is the show that was supposed to just be a show. the show. It was planned as a show. It's going to execute as a show. And what's getting me frustrated is like the delay. It's just like just for once, one time. Can Lucasfilm just deliver? Yeah. Make a show, have it come out on time, have it kick ass, have it dominate the streaming world, be the talk of the town, and just go away. Yeah. They can't do it. Every single show is either it's not good enough to compete with this, it gets destroyed in the ratings with that, it's delayed six weeks, it's boring as hell. Every single show has some sort of issue with it. Can we just get it right once where there's just no, there's no alternative there's no but it's just the show came out it kicked ass and it's over yeah they, you don't you'll get see them kick ass take names very often no and i'm not i'm not saying i hate the disney plus shows i am so happy that they have done this with the disney plus show i mean how much content we're getting and i think the content has all been pretty good i'm not the biggest fan of all of it like boba fett we've talked about overall i think the show was kind of meh but it wasn't bad Obi-Wan, the show where I think was good, almost very good. It wasn't fantastic. Mando has been pretty much fantastic, especially season two. Season one was okay, pretty good. But I don't dislike the content at all, but it's just like, a, it's just like, for once, just no buts. Yeah, just just deliver it as, as, yeah. as promised. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a big challenge. It's going to be a challenging for us in terms of like, it does also extend the calendar a little bit because I think with the delay here, I mean, now you're dropping the finale the day before Thanksgiving, which is also going to be very interesting timing for that. Hmm. Well, it makes no difference to me. I'm not, no vacations or anything like that for me. So recording-wise, I'll be fine. But um, just annoying. It's just annoying because I I know they were going to do two originally, but why can't they just have a show that's once a week and just come out in five weeks, whatever it is? Not, how many weeks? Is it 12 episodes? Yeah, it's 12. 
seven, eight, nine, would, ten. Could, yeah, they could have went right to the week before if they said we did one a week. They were going to do two a week, right? Or now they're doing it that way, so it's going to end up being only one week later. I mean, my assumption is they had to delay the show for whatever reason, or they're running away from something. And Disney had a hard stop on this show, saying you need to be done before Thanksgiving because then the next window opens. Or you know, because although it's all Disney. It's really Lucasfilm making the show, not Disney. Like yeah. Disney has the rules and set in place where, okay, for example, in the theater, holiday 2023 is a Lucasfilm movie, not a Marvel movie. Like that's that's what they do. So like I think they had this time frame of the show, needed to have it finished by a certain time. And now in order to do that, they need to squeeze the episode in. Yeah, I feel like it's also a little bit of the mini binge thing. Right? I think some shows, and like HBO Max likes to do this a lot. I know they're in their own little hot water here, but like they'll give you like, oh, here's our first three, and then we're going to weekly from here on out. They'll give you the mini binge to get you going. I think this show could benefit from that, people. If it is like something that people like may have a tough time getting to after one, say, oh, like here's three. I can really get a sense of what's going on. Kind of like the opposite of what Stranger Things thing, but I think was an absolutely fantastic move on their part. That was not. How many episodes were there? Seven. They had seven and then two. I thought it was so cool to keep people on the edge of their seat. Yeah, well, that was not intentional. Like, they only did that because they said that. I know, I know. They said because the effects on the last two were not right. You know, people wait even longer. So I think. I thought it was so cool, though, to have people watch those episodes and then be like, oh my God, the finale. Like, you lead up to that finale and then you make people wait. People are discussing it for how long was it? Maybe three to four weeks? About five. About five weeks, enough to get another billing cycle in for uh, Netflix and quarterly subscribers, which did it did not work. But five weeks of people discussing it and talking about it and coming up with speculation and rumors and that I mean to me that's what that's what television is and that's why I'm really against the weekly, I mean the the binging because yeah. it's just like we come on here, talk about each episode, we talk about what's going to happen next episode, we post on Instagram, we read other posts on Instagram about what's going to happen, and you don't get that when it's just one day. Yeah. Comes out on a Friday by Sunday night. By Monday morning, you go back to the office. If you didn't watch the whole thing, you're behind. It's over already. Get over it. Talk about it on Monday morning by the water cooler. By Tuesday, hey guys, I watched. We don't care. We talked about it yesterday. It's over. Yeah, that's the, that's a style pressure with the binge model. Yeah, I don't I don't enjoy that. I enjoy talking about it every week with you guys and other people too who I have like Star Wars in my life. And to me, that's that's what makes Disney Plus far superior to Netflix in terms of the release model. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good place to wrap up here. We'll be back next week, though, Nick. We're going to dive into that Lego Star Wars special here. I mean, we both checked it out. We're probably going to record it right after this one but because we're on like, with the scheduling issue here. But we're going to bank this one for you. So it'll be in your feeds next week. And it was it was fun. I, did, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good time. It's always fun, those things. Yeah, we have a new sort of Lego Star Wars cinematic universe building here with, these, with this one, the Hot Tales, mm-hmm. Halloween Tales of Terror we did last year and the Lego, like the Christmas one we got in 2020. I think it's all leading up to uh, a big event with Thanos. Yeah. So who is Thanos in, in this? So are we going to get the Lego version of Thrawn? That would be great. Imagine. Yeah, Lego Thrawn or some Lego character who's like, maybe, maybe like these original Lego Star Wars characters they have in those those animated kids ones, like the Yoda Chronicles that ever shows up. Yeah, and that's what brings the whole... You know, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say it real quick. Yeah. Marvel fans were down. Phase 4 wasn't great. They get all these announcements. Everyone's hyped up again. Yeah. Star Wars. Marvel always delivers. Secret Wars. Kang Dynasty. It's always, it always delivers. Star Wars just delivered once. 
Yeah, we'll see if they do deliver. Nick, thanks for all the time. I really appreciate it. Before I let you go, how can you follow social media? What's some of the stuff you're up to? Uh, at Nick Fry underscore nine. Do a lot of uh, retweeting this kind of stuff. So if you missed an episode, you want to hear some of the clips, you can get them there. So you can also follow me on Twitter, mphilips331. It's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. This is the Justin Suffering Podcast. Do some more sports talk. I mean, we got the Mets big series with the Braves talking about there. Also, our friend Joe Chaffee was on the line. We talked about episodes five and six of The Captain. And episode five, not very well received by the general audience that I've talked to. I actually don't know how it received with the rest. I just know I didn't like it, and I told you. I didn't actually heard from anybody else. A lot of people I've talked to did not like episode five. I can see why. It wasn't about baseball. It wasn't about, wasn't about Derek Jeter. Yeah, we broke it all down on that podcast. You can check that out in the feed as well. And until we will be back next week with some Lego Star Wars talk. But until then, may the force be with you. Hey!